When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. This week, I get to clear up a mistake I've made in the past. Anybody who knows me, I do try to do this. It's not always easy, but it is something that is very important, especially when you have a podcast. Because, well, if I'm saying wrong things, that isn't going to fly. In past episodes, I've talked about something called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. I think we all heard about it. It's this concept that all of the plastics that are thrown away throughout the United States or even in the rest of the world somehow end up in our oceans, and our currents push them into special places. Well, in past episodes, I said that there was a garbage patch like an island. Well, I think I even put that in the book, that NASA can see it from space and all of the myths that we've always believed. It's not really like that. And I'm not sure which documentary I watched, but I did hear this before a listener pointed it out. Thanks, Shaya. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. In the past, not only did I say that it was an island, but it was going to be about the size of Texas at its smallest. But the reality is, is if you were sitting on a boat in the middle of that garbage patch, you may not even know you're in it. The vast majority of large pieces of plastic are under the surface. The most plastic that is there are generally fishing nets. And another big chunk of those plastics, a really big chunk of those plastics, is microbeads and microplastics. Where plastic has broke down smaller and smaller, it's not gone, it's just little. So when you look look around in the garbage patch, it just looks like an ocean. It's still polluted. And fish still die there. If you're sitting in it, you wouldn't know the difference. I think even NASA's retracting the comment that they can see it from space because I think it was meant to say they could see it from space. That's how big it is. So while we're talking about the subject, we probably shouldn't just do the retraction, thank the listener for the comment, but let's talk about it for a second. At full size, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is now roughly the si- three times the size of France. Yeah, we have kind of a polluted section in the Pacific. And by the way, this is only one of five areas on the planet that collect garbage like this. But this one, three times the size of France. Fishing nets, remember I just said, a whole lot of fishing nets. It is 45% of the total mass of the waste in that area. That's kind of a double whammy. Fishing nets that we don't want anymore are still going to catch fish and other wildlife and kill it. So not only is that a problem with waste, but it's dangerous for the inhabitants. Once plastic enters the ocean, it never leaves, or rarely leaves. Yes, thank you Adidas and Nike for collecting small pieces and making shoes out of them. Anybody who can do that, I'm in. But in most cases, if plastic makes it to the ocean, it stays in the ocean. And based on the last estimates, The Great Pacific Garbage Patch has between 1.1 and 3.6 trillion pieces of plastic. Obviously, not an exact count. It's still really bad to hear, even if it's an estimate. Plastic accounts for roughly 74% 
of the sea turtles' diets that travel through that patch. When animals move through there, they don't know the difference. They see something small, they assume it's edible. I think we've all seen the pictures and videos of conservationists looking at dead seagulls and other animals washed up on shore. And when they cut open their stomachs, they find things as big as even pop caps. Animals don't know the difference. They eat it. And once they start to fill their stomach full of all these plastics, they can't really eat a lot of food. And they don't get a lot of the nutrients. And even if they're full, they starve to death. So these plastics, when that body decomposes, just wash back into the ocean just to go find another creature to eat it. They're going to be here from 500 to 2,000 years. That can kill a lot of creatures. There are times that when they go into the ocean to look at some of these plastics, they're finding things from the 50s. From the earliest points of plastics, they're still in the ocean. A study published by Nature in 2018 stated that plastics are accumulating in our oceans at an exponential rate. That if we continue to do business like we always have, at the rates we always have, by 2025, we will have one ton of plastic for every three tons of fish in our oceans. And worse yet, by 2050, we will have more pieces of plastic in our oceans than fish. We've heard that stat before, but that's a double-edged sword. We're depleting the oceans of fish. We're overfishing. We're killing wildlife by dragging nets across the bottom and scarring the ocean's floors. And on top of it, we're polluting it. So we're adding more plastic and removing way too many fish. So by 2050, we seriously could have more pieces of plastic in the ocean than fish. So first things first. First things first. I know when I'm talking on this show, I'm talking to people who care. And we all want to take care of the ocean. I get that. And it's important that we do. But also remember, industry has to start it. Industry has to be the one who stops polluting the most. Or stops producing the products that end up in the ocean. That's why you see some countries hold other companies accountable for the packaging they create. It's their job to recycle it, not ours. So remember that. Vote with your dollars. Buy things with less plastic and do our part. Because I don't know if we all know how much power we really do have. A lot of times we say, it's just me. But one thing I'm learning about a podcast, the it's just me multiplies. And it multiplies quickly. So, make sure people see you. Bring it up when you can. Really push that positive footprint. Second of all, thank you, Shea. And again, I hope I'm saying the name correctly. I greatly appreciate it because if we make mistakes in this show, we gotta double check them. We gotta make sure we talk about it and get it out to everybody because it's information that's important. So, if you hear something out there, feel free to shoot us a message. We absolutely love hearing from you. If it's just to say hi, if it's to send us a picture of a tortoise, high lightning, or you heard something that you don't necessarily agree with, let's talk about it. And if we're simply wrong, well, I might make a short about it, like I did this time. Sometimes you learn new information. You own it, and you explain it. Either way, we always want to correct our errors and make sure that we have the best information possible for listeners. So then, so thanks again. Greatly appreciate all the feedback that we get. And that's all I have for you this week. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or post it on social media. There's other ways to support realistic sustainability. A few of you have actually become monthly supporters on our Anchor site. Thank you very much. 
It takes a lot of time to make a podcast, edit it, and do all the things that we need to do. Those supporters really do help us out quite a bit. Or you can always leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. These make sure other people know that we're doing this podcast. I'm sure there's someone out there who would love to listen but don't know it exists. When you leave that five-star review, we show up in the search engines when they type in things like sustainability. And then... They read your words. It's your words that gets people to listen. So, thanks. We appreciate it. Again, all we have to do is get a little bit better each and every day. So, as long as we're trying, we're building that positive footprint. Little bit, little bit, you know, big bit. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know, but I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So, if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life, available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future.